Hey everybody, welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a podcast frequently about bad books, occasionally about bad movies, and for the month of October, about bad new television programs. That's right, for the month of October, we are doing television premieres. All th- we got three big ones coming up. The first one we got tonight is ABC's Cougar Town, part of their new Wednesday night of comedy, as we were reminded at every commercial break at least once. And uh, my name is Alex. And I am a recently divorced single mother exploring the honest truths about dating and aging. And I have two very good friends with me tonight. The first one, I have Ezra. He's my next door neighbor. Sar- sarcastic, unapologetic, and confidante. Ezra, welcome to the program. Thank you. I got fat. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. And also tonight we have we have Chris. Chris is my lazy, feisty assistant who encourages me to get out and have fun, but her boobs are falling off. It's time for us to go out, ladies. Let's do this. These are the drinks we get before we get drinks. That's right. <laughs> the first thing we need to do tonight uh, to talk about our show is uh, we need to get some compliments so that the stuff in the middle doesn't seem like we're being too biased. It's called a compliment sandwich. Uh, leading off tonight will be Chris. Chris, what do you have to say about this book show that is positive? Okay, so we watched the first two episodes, so that's one hour of Cougar Town with, with commercials about yeah. 40 minutes without. And there was one character who I wanted to see more of, and that was Lori's hip friend at the bar, <laughs> who <laughs> down basically her job is to get everybody drinks take a shot, and then make out with the limo driver so that they have a limo available for sex. <laughs> like, I want to know more about her and how she gets to be so cool. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a character, actually, that I wouldn't, wouldn't have minded seeing a little more of also, which was uh, Barb, the, I guess the, the other real estate agent. Huh. Oh, the, the, the actual cougar. The actual cougar, the one who had no qualms about being a cougar. Yeah. And the reason I would see more of her is because... Um, when uh when we first see her in the bar being a cougar, the the guy that Courtney Cox is gonna bang later, you know, has her back turned to her, and so Barb warms her hands on the guy's butt, you know, like <laughs> because it's but so then hot. like it gets too hot, and so it kind of burns her. So she's like, ah, <laughs> it was hotter than she even expected. She knew it was gonna be warm, but she didn't think it was gonna be that warm. So I, I would see more Barb. <laughs> I I wish I could think of a character to compliment, but you've taken the only two. <laughs> so I will compliment the mysterious fourth star in this show that we don't see enough of, which is the foliage in her backyard. <laughs> yeah, that's up to some crazy shit, right? The one the one consistent thing I liked about this show was how colorful everything was in her ridiculous yard. She has a hedge, a 12-foot hedge going around her backyard that has at least 30 different flowers growing out of the hedge so it's this gorgeous multicolored wall of of foliage and it by far the best moment of the show is when i saw that hedge and went whoa check that shit out and then it went back to the yeah show. i you know i wish we had a florida correspondent to to tell us that, that was normal in florida but i just don't believe it i think there was some disney magic going on with that miami so everything else <laughs> to, to get us started for the everything else uh normally chris our resident summarizer would do a summary of the show but chris i've heard there's uh, something has happened yeah that's true um so uh during the week i i work a little bit too much but during the weekends i i like to to go out 
of doors um, because I'm in Seattle and we've got mountains and stuff. And uh, ironically enough, a, a real life cougar attacked me. It was uh, <laughs> it was a really <laughs> traumatic experience. And I spent Sunday afternoon in the ER getting my arm set in a cast and whatnot. Anyway, the painkillers that they put me on actually have ruined uh, ruined my ability to summarize. Every experience is new and wonderful when I'm on this drug, but I can't remember or put together anything. So Anything other than the accident itself, which you were well, able to summarize. Well, yeah, I think with, with that cougar's mighty roar still ringing in my ears, I, I'm having a hard time. To be fair, I had to write that down and email it to him so he could read it. That's I Yes, Chris, you should get better soon. Oh, Alex, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're very welcome. So since Chris has fallen down and broken his summary bone, uh, we've had to start looking for some summary interns, summer E interns, summary interns. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Sumerian interns. Anyway, <laughs> I believe we have we have one lineup for this week uh, by the name of Tanya. Is that correct? Yeah, we do. Uh, let's play that clip. Welcome to Cougar Town. Um, in this terrible show, Courtney Cox plays Bitchface, a recently divorced um, 40-year-old woman who is seeking to regain her youth and uh, living in a palatial home in what I think is Florida. Uh, during the course of the show, she humiliates her son, sleeps with several men over, I guess this is over the course of the first two episodes, um, and uh, is best friends with someone that she treats like trash and is fake best friends with someone much younger than her who insists on partying a lot. She also has a an ongoing flirtation with a also recently divorced across the circular drive neighbor who is uh, sleeping with a lot of younger women, even though he was just recently divorced as well. So that's... Pretty much the plot. Thank you very much to Tanya. Yeah. Thanks, Tanya. Oh, and here's here's how this is gonna work for those of you playing along at home. From now on, we're gonna we're gonna try very hard to always announce what we're watching, read or reading the week in advance, and then you will have those seven days to either read the book along with us or watch the show, or get this, make it up. But you're you're gonna call in and record <laughs> on our voicemail a summary of what we've read, and then we will choose among the recordings that we get somebody to play on the air. So the way you're going to do that is you are going to call us at this phone number. It's area code 509-588-1280. That doesn't spell shit, but I'm going to say it again, 509-588-1280. Call us up, just leave us a message, uh, feedback, or also leave us a summary. We'll try to play it on the air. Awesome. Tanya had a really great summary, I thought, um, but it kind of just clarified what I was already thinking. Um, that basically the plot of the show is there's a cougar. You guys know what a cougar is? Yeah, that's what the show is about, yep. and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, what do you guys all think of the comedic return of Courtney Cox to television? Oh no. There's a great a great thing in uh, Wikipedia where it says. Um, uh, Courtney Cox wanted to return to television and do another comedy, and it's a shame that she didn't. 
Uh, <laughs> does Wikipedia say that part, or are we gonna have to add it? That, that's that's. I mean, there's a footnote there, so I'm assuming it's it's a footnote to snarkiness. <laughs> um, hey, we didn't check. Is this one protected? Oh, actually, I can edit this. It is unlocked. Oh, finally. <laughs> All right. You know, we say this a lot on this show that. <laughs> everything we come across is the worst thing we've ever come across, whether that be books mm-hmm. or, or film or you know TV now. But this has got to be the worst thing by far. I mean, it puts the other ones to shame. This show, <laughs> um, this show I, made I'm me so embarrassed you, to watch it, but not in, not yeah. in like a I hope nobody sees me. It's I hope I can live with myself afterwards. <laughs> so bad let me just put this in perspective we listened to 12 hours of twilight <laughs> can i say something about her fading looks yeah <laughs> did she swallow a slinky at some point because she has a really long lumpy neck and it looks like she swallowed a slinky. <laughs> it also looks like her cheeks are trying to escape. <laughs> I find her. I, I found her to be quite frightening. <laughs> Let's see if the Courtney Cox uh, Wikipedia page is <laughs> and we can clear up the slinky thing right now. <laughs> we can make it so. Yeah, no, she definitely looks. She looks a little frightening sometimes on this show. To be fair, there are are a lot of. Uh, very attractive. What is she? She's forty. I mean, forty. She actually, she's forty-five in real life. Yeah, forty-five is not is not that old. I definitely hang out with a lot of adults now, and um, I see plenty of very attractive forty-somethings. Uh, uh, but she looks like she's aged in like a surgical way, and that's what I find so scary looking. Yes, her face has a surgical look to it, which uh, is just awful. Agreed. So I don't think that they want me to want to to sleep with her. No. Although we are of an appropriate age. To be cougared. A lot of the show is dedicated to convincing us that she's a, you know, a mom. And I don't think I have any urge to sleep with any of my friend's moms. It just, and I don't want to think about them having sex with anyone, I guess. Uh, uh, Question. Is that your specific friend's moms or friend's moms generally? It is both. So, So could you imagine such a mom? No. I mean. I guess not. I mean, maybe a, well. I don't think so. Maybe maybe the whole thing is just flawed from the get-go for me. But. I think yeah, I think we're bad examples. Uh, I think we need to talk to somebody who would be willing to sleep with a cougar, because like all three of us are pretty stable long-term. None of like we're not sneaking out of anybody's house at five in the morning before their husbands get home, regardless of age. So maybe we're not the ideal demographic. Maybe not. By the way, I edited the um. Uh, the later career uh, article for Courtney Cox. <laughs> um, so in, to prepare for this role, she swallowed a slinky. <laughs> so what do you guys think about episode two versus episode one? So the plot of episode one was she hooks up with young guy and she's back in the game. Chris, plot of a, what? Oh, that's right. The accident. We've prepared for something for Chris to read. <laughs> for your own health, Chris. Go ahead, but just be cautious. So, uh, 
what I seem to remember about episode one, <laughs> I'm on a lot of medication, but uh, that the point is she is a cougar, so she hooks up with a dude, and she is a cougar. The second episode seemed to be about her having second thoughts, like how she didn't really want to go out that much on the second night. And how she didn't really want to sleep with that dude till after ten dates. What the hell? Yeah. So. And they weren't. Even, I mean, like, and to be clear, the dates consisted of him coming over, falling asleep trying to grab her boobs, and then getting kicked out of the room at five in the morning. I mean, it wasn't like they were getting to know each other. Why? There's also the ninja moves though to block the boobs and the crotch. Yeah, that's the other, that was another thing that reminded me of uh, of Scrubs. Yeah. It, and actually, when she did that, I was like, oh, that's that's cute and endearing, and totally unlike your character the other times she's talking. Yes, <laughs> that's so true. This line is trying to be spoken by somebody else. By Zach Braff. <laughs> I would watch Zach Braff starring in Cougar Town. (laughs) I think I might watch a couple episodes of that and like it. I think I might let him seduce me. Yeah? Zach Braff? That's your Zach... Everyone has one Zach they love? (laughs) For Chris, it's Zach Efron. (laughs) I guess I'll take Zach Galifianakis. I like the beard. (laughs) You guys would be so tickly. (laughs) If you like braces, your beards would get locked. Oh, no. (laughs) Are there any other Zacks I can go for? Um, uh, no, that's it. Those are the three. <laughs> that's who you get. Uh, Zachary Taylor, the the president. I think he's dead. Yeah, Zachary Taylor <laughs> was the president of our country, and he died a long time ago. Oh, wait, no, wait. Zachary Quinto. Spock in the new Star Trek. That's definitely my Zach. <laughs> Everybody gets one Zach. Everyone gets one Zach. That's the rule. <laughs> Do we get, like, one of each name, or just one Zach, the end? I'm pretty sure once you have one Zach, you're never going to go back, man. <laughs> Bet you can't eat just one Zach. <laughs> oh. Wow. Hey there, Alex here with a quick editor's note. I just wanted to let you know that we decided that it was important that we had somebody who knew a little bit more about cougars than we did. So we asked Chris to take a short break for his health. And Ezra and I called a friend of mine who has made a scientific study of the cougar. His name is Scott. Here is a short version of that interview. The full version will be available on our website under bonus audio. I have seen your performance around uh, women who are older than you and... They go crazy for you. Yeah, I, I guess somewhere along the line I learned what works. And there was actually a scene in the show that like made me think about that. It reminded you of you? Yeah, well, it was the, maybe the only realistic moment in the entire episode. And maybe there were others, but this one really stood out. We'll start by talking talking about that then. It was the moment Courtney Cox's character, whose name I still don't know. Um, we, we just call her bitch face. <laughs> it's actually Jules in real life. I mean, okay. in, in the show. In fake life. Yeah. I would call her almost like Skeletor, because for the first <laughs> show, her eyes are so sunken and her cheekbones are so pronounced and her lips are so thin and wide. <laughs> so, so Bitchface is doing what so now? So Bitchface goes to the club with her stupid, slutty friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she starts talking to the hottie who she ends up betting. And I think his name was Mark. I didn't know he had a name. Yeah, hottie. She starts talking to hottie and the first thing she says is, Wow, you you went to Europe. That's so exciting. I I always wish I could go to Europe someday or, you know. And she's really impressed by the fact that this guy's been to Europe. And and I'm like, "Wow, I I've, I've heard that exact thing like from Cougar to me. Like, wow, you've done blank. That's so that's so cool." And then like you hear anything like that, it could be anything. "Wow, you've 
owned a Miata. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good early warning sign. I've, I've had that exact moment happen before. Not in some like really poorly decorated nightclub. <laughs> Makes sense that it's hip. So that sounds to me, not knowing the uh, knowing cougar etiquette, uh, that sounds like the moment where it would be very easy to lie in. Uh, in your experience with cougars, do they respond to also fictitious tales of accomplishments? You know, that's a good question. I mean, I'm so interesting that I've never had to really be in that. <laughs> <laughs> so you said something a moment ago that, that I thought was, was fairly interesting, which was the, the aspect of experience. Mm. There's, there's a, a moment in the show where the other old woman, uh, her neighbor calls the bitch face and says, hey, we just uh, – I, I see that you have a hot man over. Right, and, and she says, what, "What do I do with her?" And the and the the other friend says, "Well, you're good at sex, right?" She goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a seven. Good. Yeah, I'm a seven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, so obviously there is some 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 confidence, and beyond that, possibly also some skill. The experience would bring of having somebody who's been married to an idiot for twenty years. Well, um, that was part that didn't quite make sense to me because she makes it sound like she sort of like fell in love with the first guy she ever slept with, and she's been out of the game for so long. And I I think maybe there's an eagerness or a hunger that makes up for in an experience in that case. It's sort of like, wow, I've spent the past 20 years thinking about sexy things but not wanting them to, to do them with my husband. And now uh, here's like, yes. here's playtime. And I've, I've only read about, you know, the hot lunch, but let's give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really waiting for that episode. Also, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a spinoff, actually, of, of Hot Lunch Town. <laughs> yeah. What is the biggest age difference that you think would be all right? Who? Either in percentage, like you know, either in the percentages or um, absolute years. What, what's the biggest gap you could go for? I'm not so sure it's the gap, but maybe it's just the absolute ages. So long as you're within these boundaries, it's probably okay. Like for example, I think once you're in menopause, it it might uh-huh. be time to. I mean, that's when it goes from cougar to herald and moddom, right? It's partly a state of mind. I think you know you probably want to be 18 or older or 17 or older. I mean, you want to be legal. Otherwise, it's 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 um, right. illegal. Yeah, less legal. Yeah, I, although I mean, you you do have those teachers, you know, like the you know you see the the news story once a year, you know, forty year old teacher seduces thirteen year old middle school student or whatever. Well, right, but there's always that follow up story where it's forty year old teacher in prison says, "I still love him." Right, and that goes which goes with the less legal part. Right, but th- but I think what happens is like that's a moment when you're likely to hear a lot of cougar jokes surrounding that situation. Like, wow, she's quite the cougar. Right. Um, That's a great joke. Yeah. Um, it's mostly just a funny voice, really, and not so much a joke construction. I could do the rest of the interview like that if you like. <laughs> See here. <laughs> Chapter six. Cougar maintenance and upkeep and feeding. You see that? You see that Philly over there by the ball? What a cougar! <laughs> I could tell that it was Mark Jacobs. <laughs> I was curious, Scott. In the pilot episode, um, Corny Cox makes the cougar bait a plate of peanut butter yeah. crackers. Yeah. I just wonder, what's the best snack you've ever gotten from a cougar, if you've gotten any? Afterwards, I had my cougar enthusiastically bounce out of bed and offer to make me a quesadilla. Ooh. Did you, did you take it? Oh, heck yes. I would have a quesadilla from someone I hadn't slept with. Yeah, I mean, really, that was... It, and it was it was kind... And that moment in the, in the show kind of reminded me that also, like, she... 
she said, you just, you just lay there in bed. You don't, you don't do anything. And she like went up and tarted around the kitchen and heated up the pan, you know, and came back like beaming ear to ear and gave me a quesadilla. Sweet. That is excellent. <laughs> you know, I, that, that's sort of like more of an old fashioned uh, sort of a way, right? That, that a mother might have the little, the dotingness. That right. does sound kind of nice. Right. But there was that like creepiness, just like there was in the show. Like this is a motherly <laughs> behavior that you're, you know. Shit, show, showering on someone who you just slept with three times. And... I greatly admire that you, just like in the show, decided that tasties were more important than awkwardness. Oh yeah, I mean, and and, and I think <laughs> and I think that is like maybe one of the golden rules of if you're going to be cougar bait or you're going to be a cougar, which is it's going to be awkward. So admit that and take advantage of every pleasure, whether it's the, the competent <laughs> older person or the young virile body or the tasties. Yeah. <laughs> be ready to jump on that shit. Would you ever consider dating a woman who is much, much younger than you? That's an interesting question. I, I Much, much younger. I'm 32, so I mean, I guess the lower boundary there is four. <laughs> well, so so I guess you yeah, have the reverse situation, right? Yeah, so, so I'm so now 31. 21. I need a 21-year-old girl. I think I think I would consider that. I, I'm not sure that's all that interesting to me, like where I am in my personal life right now. I'm, you know, My online dating profile filters cut off at 25 when I'm... So they at least have to lie in order to... They at least have to feel like they're 25. My guess is that by the time a girl is 21 years of age, she is kind of done with lying to make herself seem older. Well, you've, you've reached the last boundary. Except for 25 when you need, you know, if you want to rent a car. Right, so she wants to rent a car to drive. Right. So I can't imagine that she'd be that thorough that on her OkCupid <laughs> profile, she'd say, I can run, rent a car. Um, you know, thank you for coming to Hertz. Oh, I recognize you from OKCupid. Okay <laughs> twenty-five. They're very thorough at Hertz. They'll look up all of your profiles. Yeah. No. Well, it does seem like the way you describe, like the benefits you described from from being cougar bait, would all be dispersed or would be completely eliminated if you were to go the other direction. That all of the fun, like a twenty-one-year-old girl, is not going to make you a quesadilla. No, exactly. I don't think so. so. so she, can't use, she can't use the stove. That's why she hasn't figured that out yet. I, no, she doesn't have the permits until she's twenty-three. <laughs> well, I mean, if she lived in the Midwest, she would, but she's mar- she's been married for six years. Uh, <laughs> well, or divorced for three. <laughs> but you know, the other thing is the older man, younger woman dynamic is not nearly as socially looked down on or, or questioned. You know, and maybe this show is the is the marker on our cultural timeline that that says that the the time of the cougar has come and. If anything, the fact that we're even using the term cougar, it, by the time this show came around, it's outdated. And I, this is kind of what I, how I feel about the show before it even came. I'm like, really? It's 2009, almost 2010, and we're still talking about cougars as if this is a hip thing? <laughs> it's like, we've been we've been doing cougars for 10 years, and the Canadians were doing it for 20 before that. So By the time I'm – were they really? Oh, I, the term cougar comes from Canada. I learned it back in 1996 when I was wow. up in Canada, long before Americans were using it. And I started spreading it. I might be the one responsible for the show. You know, this is your fault. I'm gonna fucking oh. kill you. Seriously, <laughs> no, you're sorry. dead to it's me. Like, this interview's over. And now back to the show. Would this work if it was reversed? If it was like, um, I don't know, like gold digger town, <laughs> young, or, uh, young guy with low standards territory. <laughs> <laughs> The the protectorate of um, cradle robbing. You no, know, I, I, I feel like it's just that's that's kind of that's got to be what the unincorporated county around Cougar Town is, because <laughs> these guys <laughs> these guys at the club totally totally want to hook up with older chicks, and yeah. and they seem pretty indiscriminate <laughs> about it. I mean, they hook up with Barb, the seasoned cougar, who's the real estate person, and they hook mm-hmm. up with uh, Courtney Cox's character. You know, county boys. Townie girls? Yeah. 
I mean, I like I liked your boring uh, pitches as, but I think the game would be more really mundane sexual ideas. <laughs> okay, like, or like else, what, like... Or, or else, really trendy topics. If this was uh, other memes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like a like other boring sexual like guy who likes feet. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the. <laughs> it's from Foot Fetish City. But Fetish City. Lonely military <laughs> wives shantytown. <laughs> yeah. You, you, see, now you're getting it. Okay, so um, this is uh, this is called Make a Better Pilot Than Cougar Town. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty simple. All you have to do is uh, go to Urban Dictionary, click on random in the upper left-hand corner, mm-hmm. get a random uh, current concept, then... You go to this uh, washed up celebrity uh, blog, washedupcelebrities.blogspot.com, mm-hmm. uh, and pick any uh, washed up celebrity to, to star in it. And then uh, go to uh, to Google Maps and just zoom in anywhere till you get something that isn't a city. Awesome. <laughs> so that, that's that's it. Just basically, it's um current concept plus location plus uh, washed up celebrity. <laughs> that we're gonna pitch to ABC. Yeah. So so um, give you guys maybe like a. 15 seconds uh, to, to put it together. Alright. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Alright, I'm ready. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Check it out, ABC. I have got a great idea. This is what your next show is going to be. This is called Fart Grease Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> and it's starring Polly Shore. Now, here's how this works. <laughs> Polly Shore, like any normal person, has got some foul-smelling substance that builds up on the crack of his ass, right? That's fart grease. This is what all the kids are talking about today. So, like any man or woman with fart grease, Polly Shore has got to try to find someone to sleep with him who is of impressively low standards. So he goes to this plaza where all these people who smell bad are hanging out, sleeps with every one of them. Bam. <laughs> fart grease plaza. Polly Shore. Check it out. <laughs> That is wow. pretty excellent. If I had a checkbook on. <laughs> okay, I actually have one. Yeah. Cool. In the northern part of Texas, there's a special place. <laughs> Chris Caraba State Park. Chris Caraba, of course, as we all know, is the frontman slash solo artist of Dashboard Confessional. In this state park, everyone is a clone of Chris Caraba. Wow. <laughs> Sci-fi. Interesting. Yeah, they're all played by uh, former cheer star Christy Alley. Nice. So basically, um, this is a, it's kind of a, a human thing. Can clones of uh, Chris Caraba have feelings? <laughs> Are they different than Chris Caraba? <laughs> Do they have free will? What is it like to be a clone of Chris Caraba? And, and it's it's really um, it's kind of a beautiful thing because they they'll learn to express their emotions. They'll grow. They'll differentiate from each other. And they'll eventually get out out of the state park and fall in love. It, it's it's a magical, really heartwarming uh, hour coming to ABC next spring. I, right. I'm I'm right now. I'm sending you all of my fart grease to see, in case it'll help you. <laughs> yeah, you got to build that shit up for props, you know. You do. I mean, it's closely tied to uh, fanny batter. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but without actually being fanny batter. That's important to remember. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that is important to remember. Chris, what do you got for us? Okay. The new hour-long drama on CBS. <laughs> Devin Sawa is Strider. 
Now, Strider <laughs> is a famous knife maker. He is he makes the highest quality knives on earth, and of course, he is from Danville, Virginia, which is just on the Virginia side of Durham, North Carolina. So he's got the Southern thing. Southern's big right now. You got True Blood. You got some other stuff like you know Southern Pride. Let's do it. Let's make some knives. However, he has also <laughs> studied in the Orient. Strider is also an awesome ninja with a long red scarf at night. And this is how he uses his blades to crimes of a southern nature. So, not only do you get ninja, but you get ninja with a draw, ninja with a heart, maybe. So then, right, the third way, because it's got to be a triple threat, you can't just pass, you can't just shoot, you got to be the leader. Strider is also his nemesis. What? How is this happening? Because he runs around with a blade all the time. What do you get? What is that sweat between your legs called when you run? That is Strider. That is <laughs> And so, he is trying to solve crimes. He is trying to avenge the downtrodden. He is trying to create a successful business selling his high-quality steel. And he is also trying to find some way to stop the chafing. <laughs> Thursdays at 8, Devin Sawyer's Strider. Look for it. <laughs> I, I will tune into that for sure. Because I know it comes on right after my favorite new soap opera, Pussy Whipped Lodge. <laughs> so do you guys have one one more nice thing you can muster to say about this show before we put it away forever? Uh, we can put it away forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right, yeah, well, I got something. I'll, I'll go. Go ahead, Chris. Please start us off. So the humor in this show is fairly deprecating. We said that uh, women don't come off looking good. Men don't come off looking good. And mostly the women don't come off looking good because a lot of the humor is kind of aimed at cougars. Like they make fun of cougars. And I got to say at least that the writers know that the premise of this show is pretty ridiculous and pretty dumb. And that they're self-aware, <laughs> at least on the script level, to include jokes about how dumb being a cougar is. <laughs> my my compliment about this show, and I think it's a good one, I think it's an important one, it has to do with her relationship with her across-the-street neighbor. Oh, yeah. That they So, so uh, like we said, the dumb div- – well, the other guy, the other divorcee who like, sleeps with the young girls lives across the way. And – uh, doesn't have a lot of character. Is not particularly interesting or useful in any way. He owns a restaurant. Yeah, they always meet in the morning and chatter while they're picking up their newspapers. And I would like to compliment this show for promoting newspaper buying. <laughs> My dad is a newspaper man and has been for a very long time. And uh, it would be great if everybody, every one of you, go out and right now subscribe to your local paper's home delivery because uh, every we need it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you personally and your dad. I think my Christmas presents would be bigger in general. Uh, he would come visit me more often in general if you would go buy a newspaper. You dick. <laughs> any any particular one? You know, should we? Uh, well, I mean, they're thinning the ranks, so the odds are getting higher that you'd be paying for his. But as <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have something? Uh, I do actually. This is kind of important. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> You guys remember your Kant, right? Oh God! Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay, so you remember? Um, I, I remember my Kant the way Chris remembers his cougar accident. Ah! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> it's sort of a painful memory, but yet it also doesn't really have much substance to it. I'm not sure it's the same thing, then, Alex. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Like the, the, with his, he, he's not really sure of the details of the of the attack, but he remembers that it was there and that it sucked. There's just so many claws. <laughs> well, um, let me re- refresh one part. So, so basically, Kanta read Hume, and it really pissed him off. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that it interrupted my dogmatic slumbers. Mm-hmm. All right, and from there he like goes on and writes some great stuff. Uh, yada 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 that we didn't really ever understand. And that's how I feel about this uh, this Cougar Town. It's so bad. You're gonna write a sitcom? Well, no. It just <laughs> it made me think. Like I thought I was reading bad like and watching bad stuff, right? We all did. Like, I thought that we've gone over. Some, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I knew what bad was, right? <laughs> um, but this is so bad that I've had so many more thoughts about you know what makes it bad than I've ever had before. <laughs> um, this is the most conversation stimulating thing I think I've had to encounter in this terrible journey that we you've taken me on alex (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody thank you so much for listening to read it and weep again we really appreciate having you here next week to continue our premiere season we are going to be watching the beautiful life it was on the cw it's already been canceled since we've chosen (laughs) it it has gotten canceled wow two episodes (laughs) in I think this is right up our alley. And also, and I think most importantly, it is produced, at least in part, by male model Ashton Kutcher. So, who himself is trying to bring suck to new heights. (laughs) And we are going to watch that. So if you can watch the two existent episodes, it's possible. (laughs) You can find them. Uh, So watch those those two episodes uh, somewhere on the internet. legally if possible and call us if possible 509-588-1280 leave us a message summarizing those two episodes and you might uh, get used your voice might get used on the air thank you chris and ez for being here yeah Yeah. um i'd say it was my pleasure but after the cougar attack and that horrible show i i can't really say that honestly so let's just say it's been real (laughs) it was my pain (laughs) it's been vivid (laughs) <laughs> well, anyway, we will we will see you back next week for the beautiful life on C Dub. Out. Alex, here one last time, just letting you know, reminding you that we have a website, read-weep.com. You can give us feedback there. Also, we'd love it if you did something on the iTunes store, gave us compliments, feedback, whatever there. Also, uh, remind, wanted to remind you that if you liked it, you probably should have put a ring on it. That's that's what cougar sex is like. Just claws you until you're just shreds. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you are so insensitive. I can't believe you're doing this to the poor man. He'll forget. <laughs> He's finally clawed his way... Oh, damn, never mind. <laughs> bad kitty, bad! <laughs>